some of what we're seeing right now is a uh, de Blasio is doing a well enough job to sort of he fended off any mm -hmm. challengers in the primary. But some of what we're also witnessing is just we're sort of in the middle of a period before term limits comes into effect and changes the game for so many different races. Right. And I, I think, you know, New York's got to figure something out, right? Because we can't have this sort of once you get in, you're guaranteed to be in for eight years. We have elections for a reason. I do think that we still have such a machine politic on so many different borough levels and in neighborhoods. You know, that old saying, the Chicago saying, it's like, I don't want nobody who nobody sent. <laughs> it's like, that's the way we operate in a lot of ways when people go to some of these party leaders and say, like, I really, I'm interested in getting involved. And like, well, who sent you? It's like, well, no one sent me. It's like, well, I don't want nobody who nobody sent. Nice. And I think that we're still in this in this moment. And another thing that does worry me is that because we have term limits in New York City politics and we don't have term limits in Albany and because city council members get paid so much more, they paid about 140, a little over 140, um, and members in Albany get paid about 79, 80. I'm really worried that as these city council members get term limited up, we're going to see this seat swapping. You're a city council person, you've done your eight years, you can't run again. I'm basically, my district somewhat overlaps your district. I'm in Albany. I don't really like commuting, but... We'll trade, right? So I'll go to the city council basically for eight years. You'll go up to Albany for eight years or more, even though you you now have to commute and you're taking a pay cut. You're still an elected official. I'm loving it because I don't have to commute anymore. I did give up, quote unquote, tenure, but I'm also making 140, uh -huh. right? And so we're seeing these horse trading deals on like smaller scales just here and there. We've seen it a few times, um, but I don't like it. And I think that, you know, it sort of sets up this system where when this when a seat becomes open that sort of knocks out young people and, and interesting people and new people who want to be in the political process when it comes to these races how do you think we can make them more competitive i don't know if people are really aware of all the institutional barriers that are on the micro sort of local neighborhood level so for me just to say i want to run it's like well some of the people who are ahead of you are usually the chief of staff of the outgoing city council person or someone who is very high up in their administration. There's someone else who's in the queue who's been very involved in, as either a district leader or uh, a community board leader. And so that creates a queue. Trying to demystify the process for a lot of people is really difficult, but there's some great uh, organizations who are doing that, and there's some new um, clubs. The example I'm thinking of are the New Kings Democrats out in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. You know, they sort of, they're an offshoot of, you know, people couldn't really get into the established club that was there, and so it's like, you know what? We'll start our own club, and we'll start supporting candidates who actually aren't getting, you know, the love and attention that they need from the established club. 